It's Sunday. We're looking ahead. What are we streaming in? You've been asking for it. And here it is. We're doing it. As usual, every category that we can stream in on Sunday, Yahoo points, ESPN points, all the standard categories. What do you need to win the week? Michael Bolton, we need you. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and all I want for Christmas is you. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Now, I didn't do this last week, and I don't do it every day. This is the pattern of what we do on the show, is that in week one, I really do try and de-emphasize what we're doing with streaming. Let's take some like measured, calm approaches. So I don't like want to go, hey, go all out on Sunday to stream guys into win, right? That's not the way I like to approach it. What I do is every Sunday streaming show... From week two onwards, that's today, we look at specific guys to win specific things. It's not about the matchups. It's not about on my radar. It's not about a stream of the day. We're looking specifically at Yahoo points, ESPN points with their wacky roster percentage numbers, and then the best options for points, threes, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-point percentage, assist to turnover ratio, free throws made, uh, one other that I can't remember, but we're going to do all of those. And when we get closer to the fantasy playoffs, that is what we do every day because streaming becomes vitally important to hit those um, categories versus what are we watching for long-term because once we hit March and April, it's not about long-term. It's about what are we doing that particular day. So that is the new pattern. Just another quick note, buy low and sell high shows. I do them, but I don't like to do it in week one or week two because most of that time, if you're looking to buy low, sell high, it's like, hey, which manager is being stupid? which manager is panicking, right? I like to get some data behind it and I like to approach all of my buy low sell highs by looking at what's happened over the last two weeks, seven, six games of action versus a two-game sample size. Now we're going to have two games, two weeks worth of action in the books. So during this week coming up, week three, I will start to roll out the buy low sell high shows. So just to clear all of that up, right? Let's let's look at Sunday. Let's do our get our full stream going and take a look at what we need to pay attention to in order for maybe you to clear and win your matchup. Now, just quickly, there are um, five games on on Sunday. There's an early one, which is a 3 p.m. Eastern game. That is the Suns and the Pistons. There's a 3.30 Eastern game, which is the Raptors Spurs. And then we've got the 6 p.m. game, Warriors Cavs. We've got the 7.30 game, which is the Hornets Mavericks. And then we have whatever the next one is, the 9 p.m. Eastern game, the Grizzlies and the Blazers. So five games on. 
In terms of injuries, the things we don't know is Clay Thompson's popped up as a questionable tag for Sunday for the Warriors. Beal and Booker, we don't know that they play. I would think Booker plays. I would doubt Beal plays. Vassell is out for the Spurs. Achua is doubtful for the Raptors. Um, Isaac Okoro's popped up as questionable for the Cavs. Kyrie Irving is probable for the Mavericks. Markif Morris is questionable. Muxy Kleber is out. Santi Aldama, we don't have an update on, nor do we have one for Scoot Henderson for that last game of the day, which is Memphis and Portland. So that is where we're at with injury statuses at the moment. The big ones, of course, are going to be the Beal and Booker ones. And to to a still important in, uh, amount, Clay Thompson in Golden State. So that's where we are. Uh, that's where we're at with this. Um, all right, let's look at Yahoo. Yahoo points. Yeah, let's start with Yahoo points. The top six guys that are available um, that I think are worth looking at for Yahoo points leagues. I think that with Devin Vassell out, there has to be usage going to somewhere. I do believe they will start Malachi Branham. I don't think they start Trey Jones, but they very well could. I just think that they would probably want like Branham's not an excellent, excellent shooter, but Vassell was very clearly their best shooter. And if you add Trey Jones in there for all that he can do well, he can't shoot. So having Jones and Johnson and Sohan and Collins and Wembenyama, it's not a great space lineup. And then your second unit has, unless you're going to introduce Devontae Graham, who also might be a starting option, um, that's another one to watch there. But I would just think irrespective of whether Jones starts or Branham starts or Graham starts, that there's going to be a few extra shots going around and maybe they go to Sohan, as well as more pick and roll, pick and roll opportunities, which Vassell would run quite a bit of. So I think Sohan's worth looking at. He's available in half leagues on Yahoo. Derek Lively, he's over half available. That sounds weird, over half available. He's available in 53% of leagues. Um, we've, it's been a, a roller coaster at times for Lively in terms of minutes. We've, we've seen that many times. But against the Hornets, I'm not particularly concerned with his playing time in that one against Mark Williams, Nick Richards, PJ Washington, whoever they threw out there. So then he's a good one. We'll go to Grant Williams as well, who's actually playing really well. And even in a category league, I know we're talking points now, but Grant's probably an ad, and he's a great stream for Saturday's uh, Sunday's games. Killian Hayes, I've listed him there. He's 8% available. He was very good last game. He was putrid in the other ones. But the reason here is, is that Hayes played like 38 minutes last game, and Alec Burks still remains out, along with Monte Morris, Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, they're all still out. So Hayes is going to get some minutes, he might might be 30, he might be 28, I don't know. But there is opportunity for him to play quite a bit. I've got Zaire Williams in there. He's 13% rostered. He's going to start for Memphis, I would think, irrespective of the um, status of Santi Aldama, who may or may not play for the first time this season, I don't know. But Zaire has been relatively solid. And the other guy to look at there is David Roddy Piper, who's 2% rostered. Now, you know, I don't love Roddy as an option. He did start last game over Tillman. I thought Tillman still was okay, and I am holding Tillman for at least one more game. Um, but the Aldama factor does complicate it. I still think that Roddy's at least, and this is more for deep leagues, and you can see I've got an array of roster percentages there. So it'll hit your 12s, 14s, um, 10s maybe. Actually, 10s definitely. All these guys will be available in 10s. A lot of them in 12s, some of them in 14s, some of them in 16s, and some of them down to Roddy will be available in like 18 18-team leagues, 20-team leagues. So there's an array of different guys there, but I all think they've got opportunities to put up decent fantasy points numbers. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time App. Buying tickets, why is it hard? We're going to do something that's fun, whether that's sports, it might be comedy, it might be a concert, theater, musical, whatever it is. 
But why why the subterfuge? Why the hassle? Why isn't there an app that just tells me what I need, when I need it, for the price that I'm going to pay? Well, there is. It's game time. They take the absolute stress out of, well, they say guesswork. I say stress. Let's say call it the stress work out of buying tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Remember what zone deals are? You just pick, you can because you've got the views from the seat through the app as well. But you just pick an area and go, ah, this area here looks pretty good. Game time, mate. Can you just handle which actual seat I'm going to sit in? Like, don't worry. And you do that. And that actually saves you 18% on average, on those prices using their zone deals. They've got all-in pricing, um, cancellation guarantees as well. So much stuff you're going to love over at GameTime. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So let's go and do the next points league scenario. And this is ESPN, different scoring system to Yahoo. A lot of the names are the same, but they're, they're also not because I don't ever know how to interpret ESPN roster percentage numbers. I don't play on ESPN. I don't like their system. I don't like the fact that there are players who are useful who you still can't add. Shout out to Matt Ryan, who hit a game winner for the most popular team in the league last season, the Los Angeles Lakers, and you still can't add him. If that shows you how little attention they pay to their fantasy basketball product, well, it's just one of many examples. And there's, he's one of them. I'm going to I'm mentioning him now because it's an easy one. There's another guy I'm going to talk about through many of the category streaming options who's not available on ESPN. You can't add him. Even though, again, he played in the NBA last season. Nonsense. Don't play there. All this brings me back to saying, I don't know how to interpret their roster percentages because Gordon Hayward's available in 59% of leagues. Now, I find it... I know there are a lot of casual leagues, 10-team leagues, dead leagues, but there's not this many dead leagues. There can't be. There can't be. How could you have... How is he available, Gordon Hayward, who's been playing really well in 59% of leagues? This doesn't add up. So I don't know what cutoff to use. I'm using 50% as a general coverall, but who knows, man? Like, none of this makes any sense. When you try and look at these numbers, there's just... There's no, there's no understanding from me as to how we possibly like make sense of it. Like for example, Gordon Haywood is seventy one percent rostered on Yahoo. Why that is discrepancy makes it hard. So I apologize if you're going to come in and tell me. Well, actually, my ESPN league's hyper competitive and Haywood's been rostered, and that's why I don't know. Like I, I don't know if Gordon Haywood is available, but forty one percent would suggest to me that in fifty nine percent of leagues he is available. So there you go. Derek Lively is 16% rostered on ESPN. Again, <laughs> I don't know if he is in yours because that doesn't make sense as a number. Grant Williams is 7%. Now, he's not super high on Yahoo. Yahoo, don't know why I said it like that. 28% difference, though, between the two. These are all strong options. Jeremy Sohan, the Spurs starting point guard, is 18% rostered on ESPN. 18 That is a great stream option. Isaiah Stewart. A starting player for the Detroit Pistons. Not a particularly good one, Alf is. But the Flaming Galar is available everywhere. And he's a great stream for Sunday. And the last one is the Winter Soldier. ESPN, you're owned by Disney, man. It's Marvel. What's going on? Why is Max Struess at 44%? Struess has been... There was a stretch where he was a top 30 player this season. Yet, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe 56% of leagues are dead. I don't believe that Struess is going to remain must-roster all season. I've said that many times. 
But that number is way too low. So they're the top six guys that I did my best to try and think, well, I guess they're going to be options for people, but I actually don't know. So there you go. Six names, Gordon Hayward, Derek Lively, Grant Williams, Jeremy Sohan, Isaiah Stewart, and the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, who might, should, possibly be available in your ESPN league that you can stream in to maybe get that victory for week two. Points League, guys, it's been good having you here. Just keep watching through. I might drop a joke or two. Who knows? Let's see what comes to me. But now we're going to go to categories. And we're going to look at individual categories and who we can add. And you'll see names that repeat. So look at your matchup. After Saturday's game, watch this, but come back and re-watch it. Watch it four times if you want to see how your matchup looks, which categories you've got a chance at winning, and which guys might be able to attack multiple ones. So we'll start, of course, with points because everyone wants to start with the points category. These are six names again, trying to cater 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20 team leagues as best I can. That's not what this list is. It's not like 10 is the first guy, 12 is the second guy. These are just the six highest guys that I see in terms of availability, but it does cover a gamut of different league sizes. Tim Hardaway Jr. is available in 45% of leagues. Now, this is not going to be um, usable for a lot of 12-team people, but it will be for some. But he's going to be there in a lot of 10-team formats. And 10-team leagues, streaming becomes wildly important. Why? Because there might be 80 guys who could easily take up your bottom two roster spots. Because that difference between the 120th guy and the 190th guy, 160th guy, whatever, it's not that big. So... Dropping your worst player in a 10-team league doesn't hurt you that much because you can just find so much more value off the waiver wire by bringing guys in. So Tim's there. Another Dallas guy, Grant Williams, 35% rostered. He's scoring well. He's an option for points. There's not huge points guys available, but he's one of them. Zaire Williams is getting double digits most games, if not all games. He could push to 16 or 17. Malachi Branham, available everywhere. Now, I'm not a guy that's thinking that Malachi Branham is a must-roster guy with Vassal out. I've said that before. But he can score. He will absorb some shots. And he's available everywhere, basically. And that's going to give him some appeal as a maybe double-digit scorer. Jeremy Sohan, 50% available. And Jaden Ivey, who is shooting really, really well this season. But it does appear that perhaps Monty Williams is... Uh, Monty Williams is a guy that's got a great reputation as a coach, but definitely has some... Um, some biases against players, and it appears that Ivy is the guy in the firing line at the moment for that, and that's dropping his value down. It's hard to look at him as a must-roster guy, but given how well he's shooting and how I think he's doing well offensively, at least there is value to look at him as a streaming option for the points category, for the three-pointers category. All of the names uh, do repeat here. We're looking at Tim Hardaway, Grant Williams. I'm going to throw Eric Gordon in there. He's 28% rostered. His value does drop when Beal and Booker both play. We'll see what they also do with their starting lineup, considering they chucked Bates-Diop in over Kogi, who was the guy that I thought they should have started, honestly, to begin with. But we'll see whether that sticks. He's an interesting deeper league guy, Bates-Diop in general. George Niang is 1% rostered, so he's available everywhere. He'll play like minimum 20 minutes, I would guess. And he's shot horribly. I think he's under 30% from three when he's been a 40% guy many, many times in the past. So at some point, that is going to come around for the minivan. But George Niang's available. Luke Kennard, the duck, also what's, he's shooting about 4% from three this season. This is a guy that's made 46 minimum over the last three years. At some point, those shots are going to go in. He's going to play his 20 minutes. He's going to have a night where he goes four or five. So again, and you'll see that with a few of these things. It's not just about what's happened in the first three or four games of the season. That's interesting, but with, especially with shooting percentages. 
you've got to like play to average outcomes, median outcomes, expected outcomes versus, well, Canard hasn't hit a shot, therefore he's not going to hit a shot. That's bad logic. Now, he might come out and have a terrible shooting game again, but your process is still correct in doing it. And Zaya Williams sits at 13%. Um, rosters are 87% available. Again, nice minutes, okay usage, solid enough roll. That all translates into opportunity to get some more shots up and some more threes up. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Maybe I'll say it in American, FanDuel. No, I can't do it. It sounds weird. It's FanDuel. We've got the NFL season. I know that, FanDuel. It's great. Let's do NBA instead, though, because with a $5 money line bet that you win, they give you $150 in bonus bets. Can the Grizzlies finally get their first win against the Blazers on Sunday? Would you bank on it? Would you want to put a money line bet down? Probably not. I just attack whoever's playing against the Wizards. And there's a good way to get $150 in bonus bets. And then you turn those bonus bets and use them into parlays, into uh, futures, into player props, over-under spreads. It's all there over on FanDuel and for so many different sports as well. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and tip off the NBA season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. So we've done points, we've done threes. That would naturally, as the way a box score runs, take us across to look at rebounds now for streaming in for Sunday's games. I am going to throw Isaiah Stewart there. I use a 65% rostered as a cutoff for 10-team leagues. Stewart is at 65, so for some 10s, he's going to be there. He might be a double-digit guy, but he's going to be close enough to consider him an option. We look at Sohan and Derek Lively, who I've already mentioned multiple times. Both of those guys can hit eight to nine rebounds, so some good numbers there. Um, Big Dick Nick Richards. Hornets are on a back-to-back, and Richards... You know, there's always an opportunity if something does happen with Walker Kessler that Richards can um, that Richards can step in and, and play more minutes and put up okay numbers. It's not always going to happen, um, but he's a, a good guy there. Grant Williams is getting some boards, and then if you want to go really deep, Goldfinger Charlie Bassey, who's getting the backup minutes behind Zach Collins, he's a guy that can come in and grab eight and five in like 14 minutes with a block or two blocks. He's a very strong permanent player. And again, when you're heading into the deeper formats, he's someone that you pay a little bit of attention to. Assists are always relatively dry off the waiver wire, but there are a couple of okay options that we can take a look at for Sunday. We'll start with Killian Hayes, who had nine assists last game. If you're going to bank on Hayes for one thing, you're going to bank on him for assists. You're not going to get much more. Now, he might see his role cut drastically, but at the moment, we played 39 minutes last game. At the moment, he's getting a lot. So we look at that as an option. Sohan got... I think eight assists last game. You can throw Trey Jones in here as well if he is available, but I don't believe he hits my cutoff here. This is the one that's not available on ESPN, and it's Jacob Gilliard over in Memphis. Jacob Gilliard, yes, that is a real player. He's a two-way guy with an incredibly strong assist rate, and with Derek Rose out, he's someone that he might play 17 minutes and get six assists, and he might have three points, but... Those assists are what we're really focusing on. He is a very high assist rate player. Karis Levert, 54% rostered. Yes, Garland and Allen are both back and, and playing, but Levert got 30 minutes, and Okoro is also doubtful or questionable, sorry. So there's value in Levert. Jaden Ivey, four to five assists possible. And then the other one, we go to with Charlotte. We look at the Salt Fleet, Theo Maladon, who's 1% rostered. So you've got Gilead and Maladon as both backup point guards who might be 17, 18-minute guys who might get four to six assists. 
not easy to find those players. They are both relatively high assist rate guys who are available everywhere. And if you're on ESPN, well, you can only add Maladon. Let's go to steals. All of the same names here, Killian Hayes, Marcus Sasser. It is hard for Sasser to get to 30 minutes at this point. I would love to see if they would just replace Hayes in that starting lineup because Sasser should be a better shooter than Hayes. He was a better shooter in college. I don't think his numbers are super strong this season, but I don't know that's going to happen. There's still the Sasser, Ivy, Hayes, plus the return of Burks, Morris, Bogdanovich eventually, which makes it all so messy. But for steals, Sasser's pretty good. Gaz Payton, 8% rostered. He's in the closing lineup for the Warriors over Andrew Wiggins. So we know he's going to be able to you put a lot of pressure defensively. Two steals might be what you get. This is what I mean. The big fowler, Xavier Tillman. Like he has had some struggles this season. He moved to the bench last game while they started Roddy. He still played 24 minutes and I believe he got two steals in that game anyway. So there is still value in, and I am holding Tillman in my leagues just to see what happens over the next game or two. Do they persist with Roddy? Does Tillman go back and start? I just want to see what happens, right? But he is a good steals option. Matisse Thibault, if there's one thing Matisse does, it's get steals. Now, he'd lost his starting job in the second half of that last game. They started Tamani Kamara. I don't know whether that'll stick for the next one, but Thibault's only getting 18, 19 minutes anyway, but he's a good steals guy. And Zaire Williams is there at 13% rostered as a steals option too. You'll see Zaire Williams' name mentioned quite a bit here, yeah? Let's look at... Few, uh, let's look at blocks first, sorry. Derek Lively, the obvious one, I would suggest. Drew Eubanks, who has been playing really well. And Nurkic did get hurt in Saturday's game. He returned, but uh, Eubanks outplayed him the game before. He's going to get a solid 18 to 20 minutes regardless, and it could easily push up. He's actually looking more like a 12-team, not must, but a 12-team guy. Big Dick Nick and Charles Bassey, backup centers who can easily work their way into three blocks in limited minutes. And sometimes when the other guys aren't available, you just need to take a flyer on someone who's got the ability to do it. And that's what Richards and Bassey can do. Derek Jones, I don't think has got a single block all season, which is weird considering part of the only appeal he ever had as a player was getting blocks. At some point, I would guess they're going to return and he'll have like a two block game. And Kyrie is likely to play, and that, that does cut Jones' minutes down, which is one of the weird one, weirdest one-for-one one one corollaries we've seen. Point guard out, small ball center, which is really what Jones is, even though they play him at the three. Um, he gets more minutes. But the blocks are going to come at some point. And then Isaiah Stewart, not a great shot blocker, and there's not many great shot blockers available for Sunday. But Stewart might be able to snag you one, in addition to his value that we mentioned earlier in getting rebounds. Now we look at field goal percentage. This is not just about what percentage they're shooting, but also volume. Derek Lively might be a 70% guy. He's clearly the best one. Now, the next one is Xavier Tillman. And you look at this, you go, Josh, what are you talking about, Xavier Tillman? How could you possibly look at Xavier Tillman, the X-man, how could you possibly say that he is an ad for field goal percentage? And this is where process comes into it. It has been an absolutely stinking start for Tillman. He is shooting 36.8% from the field. 36.8. Last season, he shot 61. He shot that by only shooting 27% on threes last season, but he was at 63 on twos. So what's more realistic? That a center has forgotten how to finish despite having two years at 62% two-pointers, where he's down at 42? Like you, Unless you are in a league that goes backwards in time, this... 40, what is it, 40, or 37% for Tillman does not mean that every game will be around 37%. 
it will bounce back at some point. It might not be this game. And this goes for anybody who's been shooting the lights out or has been shooting horribly. Tillman's last couple of games have been dreadful. In fact, he's only had one game over 50% this season. But his stretch of games at the end of last season, 67, 100, 70, 83, 88, 64, 100, 0, 4, and 57. Like The odds would suggest that he will be an okay field goal guy. Nick Richards is in there as well as a field goal percentage option. Dwight Powell, that's basically all he brings as a backup behind Lively, but minutes might rise. And with Kleber out, minutes might rise if Lively gets in foul trouble. Charlie Bass is a good field goal guy. And then if you're looking for a guard-eligible player, the doctor, Gary Payton, a very high field goal percentage guy, just doesn't take bad shots and converts at a very, very high rate when he's out there. Free throw percentage stream options. We're looking at the Salt Fleet for your Maladon. 1% rostered, um, very good free throw shooter. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, has been great this season. He's been up and down with his free throws, but he's available, actually. He's only 62% rostered, so meaning a lot of sort of 10s have dropped him. I, I would have held, but again, I don't know that it sticks. Luke Kennard and Malachi Branham, both good free throw players. 2% rostered, both of those guys. Dario Saric played really well last game. Ahead of Looney, Looney got some foul trouble. Saric was really good, and he's shooting his free throws amazingly. And then George Niang's also a pretty good free throw shooter. So there are some options there. Um, of free throw percentage influences. The last thing we look at, and I didn't do this last season, but I'm going to do it now, is a couple of extra bonus categories. Because someone told me this, that people, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't even know if you guys are listening or watching uh, in China, because I know there's a lot of restrictions on things you can and can't watch or, or listen to. But apparently the default setting for fantasy basketball in China is 11 categories with assist to turnover ratio and offensive rebounds added. Why? I have no idea. Is that false? Is that just one person in China that told me that? Maybe. But that's what I've been told. Don't know why, but that's it. So let's look at some other categories that are relatively common categories. Three-point percentage. I'm only going to give you one guy for each of these categories. Grant Williams is a good three-point percentage stream option. Assist to turnover ratio. Sorry if you're on ESPN. It's Jacob Gilliard. He's 0% rostered. He's an excellent assist to turnover ratio player. Offensive rebounds. Derek Lively is someone we look at. And then free throws made, a horrendous category. Um, Jaden Ivey is a, is a pretty good option to take a look at there. Normally on this show, I'd go through and look at chunks. But between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the next five days, we have just two quality game days, Sunday and Thursday. And no team plays on both of them. So there is literally no chunk advantage here because there's 12 games on Monday, zero on Tuesday, and 14 on Wednesday. So you can't even add someone for Sunday and prioritize the guy that also plays Thursday because those guys don't exist. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. 
This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow. But I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.